Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We provide fan-oriented and analytic discussions on a variety of animated shows, movies, and anime, currently featuring Steven Universe, Voltron Legendary Defender, Star Wars The Force of Evil, and Ruby. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Delaney Stilval. Hey, y'all. And Jeff Anderson. Hey, hey. Today, Delaney, Jeff, and I will be discussing episodes 9 and 10 of Voltron Legendary Defender Season 2, The Belly of the Weblum. And Escape from Beta Traz. Um, interesting titles, yeah. Pretty, pretty self-explanatory given seeing the episodes, but I think without seeing the episodes, these would make no sense. Um, we were going through all of, uh, Voltron, uh, Legendary Defender Season 2, which dropped on Netflix last Friday. And we're getting close to the end. Check out all of our Voltron podcasts at OverlyAnimated.com. Find our iTunes feed there, our Voltron-specific iTunes feed, and subscribe to us there. Or potentially check us out on YouTube and subscribe to us there. So um, we are watching uh, along with podcasting. So we have not seen uh, the last three episodes yet. We have just seen up to and including episode 10. Spoilers for all of the episodes up to and including episode 10, but not for the last three episodes. Um that's why I love podcasting because it means I can watch another two episodes. Yeah, that's that's yes. a, that's a good part of doing it. Yeah, yeah. No, it was a it was a little bit frustrating with the schedule. It's like sometimes it's like a day, and it's like ah, I just want to finish the season, but no. Um, no, it was nice that I would like. It was like I wanted to be on last night, but it was like I got to watch four in a row. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um. So let's get into these two episodes. I'd say less plot consequential episodes than episode eight. Um, Definitely. Let's. I think we're gonna go over. Um, Let's. We, I think we can, uh, we can go over episode nine first. So, give me your um, initial impression of episode ten, just like a line, and then go into a little more detail on episode nine. Uh, so, let's start with Delaney. Uh, like ten, my child was doing things. That's like always like points. Um, I think episode nine is a lot better than episode ten. I really enjoyed episode nine, which is really interesting because episode nine has, if we've been like. Last season, I would have been like, oh, these are my least favorite characters, but I can't say that anymore. I feel like all the characters are at this point that I love all of them. And I don't want anything bad to happen to any of them. Um, interesting. Okay, good. Yeah, your child being Pidge from from uh, yes. the first one. Um, okay, so yeah, that's good. interesting. So we'll we'll get more into uh, their portrayal, like how the, all the characters have been portrayed. Uh, Jeff, what about you? Uh, ten and then nine, yeah. Ten, I, I didn't think it was nearly as visually interesting as nine. Um, it's pretty procedural jail heist thing. I mean, Slav, their target, was quite interesting, and I want, I'm interested to see what they do with him. Um, so yeah, that's. I mean, I, I did enjoy watching it though. It was, it was fun seeing them, uh, seeing Pidge in action, doing her hacking. Uh, Nine, I just love the design of all the different internal organs of this weblum thing, and um. I guess also throughout nine and ten, I like the 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 C plot or B plot or whatever um, back on Zarkon, where you follow both uh, Zarkon himself with his um, his druids and uh, the traitor going through and avoiding nice. detection. Interesting stuff. I look yeah. forward to talking about it. Okay, nice. Um... Yeah, I, I think 10 um, starts off really slow. I think it gets there at the end. I think Slav is one of the best elements of the show this season. I'm a big Slav fan. Uh, very, very much like... I had to turn the subtitles on, but I very much like uh, Slav, and I think I have a ton of memorable lines there. Um, the rest of episode 10, I think, is fine. I think it ends up being a good character episode for um, Lance and Pidge. 9, I'm not crazy about. Uh, I think that it is visually really interesting. Um, but I think it's, uh, once again, 
Uh, it's just like another tropey episode that we're approaching. It's the you go inside something. Usually you have to shrink for this. <laughs> right. Oh, man. I was getting flashbacks to Ralphie's stomach or in, a, you know, Magic School Bus. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. This, we've done this a lot. Uh, yeah. I always get... um. Uh, uh, what's it? Uh, Osmosis Jones flashback. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. the best. Yeah, they did this in Rick and Morty, though. They did the. Yeah, they always. Did. This is, it's a very uh, uh, animation archetype. Um, I didn't find anything that they did particularly super interesting. The um, design of the Weblum is the best part for episode nine for me. Um, this is, uh, and it's great because one, it's visually interesting too. I think um, it is a uh, a very very direct and. Um, kind of uh, obvious reference to the ohm in Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind, which is, uh, I think, the best movie ever. And um, they, this that's a movie from uh, 1984, and um, the ohm are kind of uh, these very hand-drawn, uh, just kind of giant creatures, and this weblum is just kind of this, like, space whale version of it. But they still go with, like, um, this portrait uh, kind of uh, style of it. It's, it doesn't really move. It's kind of just like a it's more just like one shot it's not super animated that much unless it's like attacking or something um it's got like the eyes of the ohm it's got uh you know it's just it's it's great i love the 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 nausicaa reference here um and uh yeah i just i thought the outside of the ohm was great um anything we're doing inside inside the ohm wasn't wasn't super great for me i'm interested to see uh if this uh new galrin best friend of keith's pays off um I'm I'm definitely calling this person being female, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Just because uh I was I was thinking about it like uh I I made a checklist pre before the season like what I want from the season. One of the things was another major female character and we haven't had any I think recurring female characters this season outside of our main cast. We haven't really had many recurring characters in general, but there have been a few male ones. Um In fact um like as far as female Galra go, I actually am not aware of any. That's a good yeah. point. Yeah, have we? No, there are there aren't any that we. Yeah. Yeah, like what? Seen. What is uh, Hagar like? Is yeah, she, is she Galra? I don't know. Um, there's there's probably an answer to that, but uh, yeah, they definitely always see male Galra, and that's true. So this would be a really interesting take on that. Well, if Keith's mom is the Galra one, which we address right. in um in the in uh, in episode nine, and Keith's like, eh. <laughs> so yeah, that's I it. would have called the. Um, I can't remember his name, but he he stowed aboard the ship back in like episode seven. He was it was the very first blade of Mamura that we met. Ulas. Ulas, yeah. I before we saw his face, I would have called him as being female. So I've, so I've same. being able to predict the gender of people based on their body form. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean they're all aliens, so you shouldn't be able to tell, I guess. But uh, it's they're anthropomorphic aliens. But yeah, it's it's uh, it's been definitely disappointing in terms of uh, the female. Uh, side of like characters on the show there hasn't been any i'd say char- i think there's like literal zero female characters that have re- recurred uh beyond one episode um beyond i mean beyond like pigeon lore but um so we'll see if that pays off uh but yeah let's get into belly of the weblum so i think the biggest plot thing in either of these episodes is like the first five minutes of this episode where uh, i guess we come up with just our plan for the rest of the season um it involves splitting up again so i guess we get to designate characters into episodes like in the beginning of the season um jeff do you have do you want do you want to take a stab at explaining their plan to us uh, i think it's very vague and uh, yeah it's a little bit hard to follow so yeah and they, they seem 
it seems like I don't know if they obviously it's not going to work out the way they say, but like <laughs> so bold prediction. Somehow man. we now have Galvin computer viruses. This is a thing they just made up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I I, I dig it. I mean, I, and I buy it as a concept, but it's just something completely new we haven't heard of before. So, see how that works. Um, and then they're going to suck it into a wormhole. So that's kind of cool. Although I wonder because we know that ship can travel at light speed, anyways, because it's, it's tracked them, you know, all over the place. Mm. So I'm wondering why they don't just have the computer virus take over its internal systems and have it go somewhere on its own. I don't know. We will see. But I, I did enjoy the fact that we have this very obvious um, time skip here. We don't we don't see Allura blowing up at Keith. Obviously, there's been some talk that we're yeah. not that we're going to have some flashbacks to later on. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, in terms, yeah. So in terms of this plan, they give some kind of uh, yeah, it's just this very vague plan. I guess this is what we're doing. But then it's like, okay, in order to do this, we need to just split up, and they need to get the. Um, Skaltrite, uh, from the Weblum, and then, um, I guess they say what the other three are doing, uh, but I didn't. Uh, I'm pretty sure they didn't, because, like, I started, I watched episode 10, I was like, what are we doing? Right, no, they didn't Yeah. Yeah, then they don't really say it in episode 10 either. Yeah. No, I'm like, what are we doing? (laughs) It was very confusing. Like, that's probably, like, my biggest complaint with episode 10 is... The, well, other than I actually have, I have some complaints about Slav, and we'll see. About oh, that. he's he's perfect. Come on. I well, Come well on. we're going to talk about it. Okay. I mean, I like Slav, but I have some issues. We're going to discuss. No, I have to protect. But, I have to protect my child, except he's like an old scientist. But yeah, that's okay. Not, um, but, your yeah. uncle. Yeah, my. Like, there's no explanation <laughs> for what they're doing, and I was very confused. We started the episode, and I was like, "What?" Yeah, no, it didn't. I, they might have mentioned it briefly. I don't remember. But. I'm, they didn't like. They went on this like silent montage of them like waving as everyone okay. left. And I was like, "Did you just decide not to tell us?" Yeah. Oh, that that montage. Okay, so when when Keith and Hunk go into the yellow line, at first I'm like, "Wait, wait, 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 wait. Why is Keith not in his own line? Did Allura like?" revoke his paladin ship off screen because he's all sad and everything but then we see everyone else go into the black or the, the blue line and so okay i guess we're just not all using our own lines today yeah that, that makes been, sense yeah i mean i guess it, yeah we'll conserve the line travel but and like Hawaiian. and what and like the whole thing with the black line like even though like he's oh, okay. like shiro has the stronger bond like yeah just in case. Just, just, just in case. Uh, you, they'd probably be dead, but I don't know. Um, that was that resolved very quickly, anyways. We discussed last time. So, um, yeah. So we we go to the the web. We have the whole thing with uh, the crown's uh, video. Um, is like breaking up and like it's it's like faded. Um, it's I, young Koran. Yeah, it's the young Koran as we saw in episode one. That was great. Um, I love, um, the, this concept of like, this is this 10, 10,000 year old video file and it, and it's degraded over time, much like a, like film would over like physical film would over a hundred years. Do you want to fact check this, Jeff? <laughs> Do you think this is a thing that could happen? It depends on the storage medium. I mean, for sure. Like we have, um, you know, you store things on magnetic tape and the, the magnetic poles will, you know, sort of drift over time. You store them on uh optical media and the underlying um you know structures will degrade i think the the best material we have is archival dvds like m discs and they last for 
a court apparently like 10,000 years or a thousand years or some ridiculous number. No way they can prove that, but um, they must do some, some sort of tests. But, and I think it's, it's basically like optical etching. Yeah. Um, there's also, uh, there's other forms of stuff, but uh, over a scale of 10,000 years, yeah, any digital uh, medium that we know about would probably not survive. What I, what I love about this concept is just um, this is like a reminder of how far in the future this is, I guess. Um, this is just something that's um, so completely foreign to us, like having something digital last uh, remotely that long. It's just such an absurd concept. Um, mm-hmm. for well, like- on the sci-fi side, this is a very Star Wars concept. Like we have this with holocrons. I mean, like, okay. Very, like, elaborate is- on the holocrons. So, like, they're, like, little, like, it's, like, pieces of Jedi or Sith knowledge and, like, you know, in, you know, Star Wars and, gal- like, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. And you're, like, they have lightsabers. What the heck? And so, when you even go, like, it, this is kind of, like, almost, it's not past lore, but it's, like, in, like, extended universe that is accepted as canon. Like, in Knights of the Old Republic and, like, the Old Republic, like, there are these, like, there's this... Um, there are these ancient pieces of technology and like you can get information from them they're like holograms and like they are like oftentimes like they can be messed up but they're like ancient jedi things and they're like interesting and they're like holograms so sometimes they like glitch out and stuff and they can be corrupted and tampered with interesting so it's like i was familiar with this from like my knowledge of like star wars stuff so it's neat stuff like it's always really interesting the other thing uh, this reminded me of Star Wars wise was um, I'll take uh, this version of old video files over the Rogue One, uh, just like <laughs> having to physically store all of your things in this mm. one location type thing. With a robot arm. <laughs> With a robot arm, like really, that's how we're going to retrieve it. I'd uh, like so I like Coran just st- like emailing it better. Like that, I think that makes more sense. I guess I guess Star Wars is uh, a long time ago, and this is a long time in the future, so it makes sense that they have a better <laughs> better technology <laughs> here. But well, there's flash drives in Voltron. We've seen it like twice now yeah but oh I, like a literal thumb drive get it yeah literal uh-huh. <laughs> okay yeah uh it's interesting uh, we need an analysis of the technology here much like we have a uh a breakdown of like the the timing units from that one episode also oh, my for the record i'm not i don't i never had a problem with the uh star wars stuff because you know we do that today for uh for high density um data storage we use magnetic tapes like there is nothing we have that beats magnetic tapes. Blu-rays come close, but not really. So if you're doing yeah. a lot of offline storage, then magnetic tapes, and then we have those. Uh, this is this have... is another podcast. Yeah, this okay. is, we also don't have lightsabers, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, we'll see. Well, this is I've actually heard this <laughs> argument on I think a podcast before, so we could. Anyway, let's get back to the weblum here. Um, so I, I visually the weblum outside super interesting. It just it's also like fire and his lasers. Um. And, Very uh, good sound design once again. Drops the bass. Drops the bass. Oh, yeah. laser. Um, yes. Any any highlights from any uh, things uh, visually or function wise inside the weblum that we encounter? The bloodstream was pretty cool yeah, when Hunk really got sucked that. in. It was cool, like to watch, and like it was interesting, and also like they did the where he got stuck thing again, but like mm-hmm. I don't know, it worked. Like it was like it just it was just really interesting. I I mean, it did feel a little bit different than the normal like. What was interesting about this, like, going into the body thing is, like, even in Rick and Morty and, of course, you know, Magic School Bus and, like, Osmosis Jones, this was actually an alien creature. Like, this wasn't a person. So, I think, like, just overall, it's more visually interesting in the, in the like, several stomachs. And, like, the whole, like, the, uh, all the like, whatever that, like, kept fighting them that wanted to, like, eat, digest them or whatever, those are really neat. And, like, the way they moved. Mm. 
Yeah, I lost. Like, I, I, they how they agglomerate and then yeah, and arms out. Yeah, yeah, them coming together at some point that that became a little hard to track for me, but that was it was kind of interesting looking. Yeah, um, see so yeah, all that. There's a lot of that type of stuff. Um, they have to activate the thing to get the to collect the discs, I guess. Oh, and the um, ship when it was stuck in the. That was really cool. I thought, like when the ship was stuck. Oh, when in. The, yeah, yeah, the when the the uh, Garin's ship was, was mm. yeah. there. Yeah, I thought that was pretty neat. So let's talk about this uh, this uh, Garin person, random person. Um, really doesn't pay off at all here. Um, no, nope. they, they just take one of the things and that's it. I was shocked they were alive. Yeah, like how yeah, you like, <laughs> how you how alive still? Here. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> It I seemed, was confused. It seemed like Keith like knew that uh That was the that's too. what really like Keith's like, hold on. I'm like, Keith, you don't know. <laughs> like I'm confused. What are you doing? Like, do you have like Galra Spidey sense now? Like I don't understand. Yeah. Uh and the thing is like at the end he he says I, I can't remember the exact line, but it's like, uh, let him go. There's no way that much of whatever it is can uh, can stop our plans. And it was like mm-hmm, Except okay. now if you if you th- if you're assuming that he's with Zarkon, and you know that he knows that you're after this huge amount of this, uh, this stuff, why would you let Zarkon know what you're up to? Go stop him. Yeah, at the is this the episode where they're like, it doesn't matter. Like, uh, right. yeah, yeah I, I think it does matter. Yeah, I agree. Um, so we'll see. Uh, any any uh, predictions? So we have the female prediction. Any other predictions for this uh, person? Because they have to pay off. Because or else well, this would be the stupidest narrative thing ever. I think they're going to come back, and I think they're actually going to be an ally. And even though, like, even though the Galra are, like, you know, are, like, evil or whatever, like, you know, not necessarily across the board, but, like, you know, if they, if they serve Zarkon, you know, typically. But I I also, like, you know, um, like, the Rapid Saw, I don't know, like, you know, we haven't talked about it a lot, or, like, it's not necessarily, like, super there, but I kind of feel like the Galra are kind of, like, they kind of have, like, this honor system, kind of, like, you know, like, they're just very much, like, the you know, the typical, like, war race, and, like, you know, they have this, you know, military hierarchy, and I would kind of think that this Gal- this Galrin would have been, like, okay, like, I owe this dude a solid, so, like, I feel like... why I didn't kill him today. Yeah, like, and I don't know, even though we didn't see the Garin's face, like, I just a lot of the body language, I feel like the Garin's gonna come back, and I think they're gonna, like, help in a really, like, probably neat, unexpected way. Like, maybe kind of, like, last minute. It might be a little annoying, we'll have to see how it happens. Like, I don't think it'll be necessarily, like, um, like, yeah. a, that word that I can't say, that Dylan also can't say. I don't know what word we're talking about, but Deus Ex Machina. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. So we'll that see word. if that we'll see if that happens. It, it would there's a big build up if that would happen if they were to come and save the day. I'm trying Maybe to think. Need to see uh, turn into like a, a recurring Boba Fett character. I was about Ooh, to mention please. Boba Fett actually. Yeah, yeah. Yes. That's, that was the because we're in a Star Wars. And be a girl. Oh yes. Yeah. No, That's I was like thinking. Yeah, I was thinking there'd be some sort of anti-hero female character this season, please. and they really haven't had it yet. Um, it's just kind of shocking to me that we've had no recurring females. Like that's, I, I, I feel like the, this has to pay off here with that. We had oh, one last season that I recall, the Balmerin. Um, yeah, the Balmer. Yeah, Balmerin yeah. girl. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like that you can. This season, I guess, has had more people. We've had the uh, we have the leaders of the, um, the Order of the whatever. Aurora. Yeah, we've had we see the him and his deputy are in this episode too in the beginning and stuff like that. So there's there's some people who are around, but. Um, yeah, I guess Witch Hagar too would be the third. Uh, but yeah, so we'll, we'll see what happens with them. I'm trying to think if this character has any narrative value on its own if this, if they don't come back this season. 
Uh, I think, I guess the purpose in this episode is for Keith exploring his Galran side, right? Right. So, uh, it didn't really work that much for me. Like, I didn't get anything out of that. It just prompted, um, hunk jokes, but the hunk jokes were happening even before this. So I don't really know what the purpose is unless this character comes back, I guess. I think they're going to come back. Like, I don't, I can't see this being like a one off thing. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see about that. Um, hopefully learn pretty soon. Um, yeah, mention just the, uh, I, I think some of our best hunk humor so far this season is the, uh, about, uh, Keith's Galrin side. Uh, it's like, is, was that a joke? Uh, Galrin Keith's more funny. And then Galrin Keith is, uh, more human. <laughs> yeah, um, that was really funny. And, yeah. And then Keith's like, I didn't, I'm not, I didn't turn Galrin, you know? So I, I really like that, that aspect of it. I think that's really a good way to explore, uh, this development with Keith through the lens of hunk here. The cracked a joke one just really like slayed me. Like, that was so funny. And then I was also like, yeah, Keith doesn't tell jokes. This is solid. Like, that's always fun. I think this is my, um, th- I think this is the episode to me in the entire series where Keith was the most sympathetic. This one. Yes. No, it's like, I like Keith now. And like, you know, last season I'd have been like, nope, Keith's not a person. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I'll go that far. It's just one episode. We'll see. But <laughs> this is the right track for Keith. Well, no, I mean, I've been really loving Keith this season. Like, I'm like, I'm really jumping ship. Like, I'm really about Keith. And Jump, I'm just jumping really happy. onto the Keith ship. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just liking like all of the characters right now. Like, they're all, I feel like, in good places and I really like them all. I yeah. think Hunk can have some more development, but I, I'm really happy with everyone so far. Um, yeah. We can all comment on that next episode, I guess, but because uh, we have more characters to talk about their, their arcs. Um, yeah. This is our, what, our fourth major Keith episode this season. Yeah. We had um, the one with. Uh, in comparison to Zero last season. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we had like the one with Alara. We had the Blade of Malmuro. This one, uh, maybe another one. I don't even know. But yeah, well, this, this is obviously a big step uh, with Keith here. So, what do we think of Hunk in this episode? Hunk gets to show off his heroic side. Um, he, he's probably uh, him along with Lance are the really underdeveloped characters this season specifically. Um, so I think this is obviously much needed for him. Um, but uh, he comes across well here, even if there's not necessarily anything new about him. Yeah, I think he could do with some more deep character development, but but as far as making giving him more stuff to do, he's cool. Yeah, and I like I guess the new thing I like that he um hunks hunks uh, go to move their go to move with hunk is so often like uh, I don't I don't want to do this it's dangerous and then he he like goes for it here like this is I think our bravest hunk that we've seen. Well, they've been doing they did this um uh I think earlier in the episode and in the previous episode with hunk what I really like is. They kind of do this casual, remember Hunk's a genius. Like, remember they all went to school and, like, they were all went to, like... And yeah, which all, I like, absolutely don't remember, but, yeah. Right. And, like, I, they've done this several times. Like, well, Hunk will just say something. Everyone's like, what? Like, so, like, normally Lance is like, what? What did you just say? And, like, I'm really liking how they keep bringing that up. And they're doing it a lot more this season than they did, than they did last season. Like, Hunk really, like, knows his stuff. And, it's, and, that, and that was also displayed in this episode. Not, like, he figured it out. And then it's just... Like, I'm really enjoying that side of Hunk, and they're exploring it a lot more. Like, they're reminding us, like, yeah, Hunk's kind of goofy, but, like, he's not an idiot. Like, Hunk's actually really, he knows his stuff, and they all have specialized skills from the from when they went to school. Yeah, they called him a genius this episode, and I was like, uh, like, I guess he's a good engineer, right? Like, or is he, right. like, an actual genius? Are they being sarcastic? Is he, like, being, are they exaggerating? Like, I don't I even don't remember. Think, I don't think they are, especially, like, you know, when multiple times when there's been engine trouble, like, either on the, like, on with the castle in last season and with yeah. the um, uh, Tajirians, like, it's, like, hunk, like, you gotta go, like, fix stuff, man. Like, it's up to you. Yeah. Um, the, definitely true. Uh, so we'll see, we'll see if, uh, 
we have some major hunk brain blasts in the in the, the next three episodes. Um, the last thing this episode was the uh, Commander Thrace investigation. Um, some druid, LOL. I guess, is assigned to follow uh, him. Um, yeah. yeah. It's really weird. <laughs> so this kind of throws off... I, well, I don't know, because I'm trying to reconcile what's happening here with what's happening last episode when Hagar like was tricked, apparently. And yeah. I really, I, I scrutinized that dialogue to see what Hagar said. And she said, as for, as soon as he denied having any knowledge of anything, I serve the guard and whatever. She's like, you will help us root out this traitor. And so he will not threaten our reign. And now <coughs> taking that and trying to, you know, take something interesting with it. What if she was like, this traitor is Zarkon? Because there's definitely a rift growing between them. And the reign of the druids could be threatened. Mm. Ooh! So are we headed towards ha- uh, Hagar Zarkon civil war? Definitely. Probably. And no, I mean, the, yeah, the, yeah. There was a bit of. There's actually a, a, one scene with Zarkon being charged up, and and the druids are are like tiring out. We kind of skipped over that scene. And it just like takes one out. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, no. That that happened last. Uh, the next oh. episode. Is 10, yeah. They, they, yeah. Yeah. They have the charging thing like both episodes. So I just was yeah. going to concentrate. On I just one, but... I mixed them up. They're just it's a blur. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, they they've been recurring these Archon stuff like over every episode very much like a D plot thing type thing and it's yeah. yeah, yeah. I and I I really enjoy how methodical and slow they're building up to this thing because it's going to pay off big. I feel like the only um. I, the only thing that makes me think that there's a rift between uh, Hagar and Zarkon was the thing, something either nine or ten, where um, uh, he like uh, one of them gets mad at the other one. Like, there's a brief moment here mm-hmm. in one of these. Two well, episodes. he's also like, remember who you serve, like, right? Yeah, there's there's that. That's that's the only thing I can remember. Um, so I well, feel that's like, like the big one. I feel like I, I need a little like, more build up for that. Yeah, well, I, and I think it will have some for the next couple of episodes. But well, my feeling I'm, with these, go on. Well, Hagar's sketchy enough that you don't actually have to have that much build up. Like, she's clearly just the sketchiest. So, like, she's very much that, like, you don't know what she's doing and she's very conniving. So, I mean, there is build up, I think, and we're definitely getting there. But, like, she's also, like, we don't have to have a ton because, like, she's super sketchy. Like, like she's just one of those characters where it's like, you just don't trust her. It's like when Azula does stuff. You're like, I'm just, you don't know what she's going to do. She's crazy. Like, she's just evil. I, I guess I agree. I'll, I guess I, I agree with that, that she's sketchy. I guess I'll disagree overall here because I think my, um, the number one, like, lens I view Hagar with is, uh, her, uh, her deference to Zarkon. Like, I think that's what I would say is her number one character trait in my mind. Um, so I think it's gonna take, I, I think, I guess I need more evidence here. That, well, I think it's, that's fading. I think that's what just like, uh, the deference I, yeah, is like, and, fading I, I, all season. And I, I saw that this one scene, but it's still, it's still like her primary trait in my head. So I think it's, it's like the Ty Lee betrayal. Like you need, um, it was like the one, Ty Lee's main thing I feel like is, and it's, this is a great comparison because next, uh, episode is our prison escape one. Um, but, yes. uh, Ty Lee's like introduced with her fealty towards Azula. And I think there's a similar thing going on with Agar. Um, except Ty Lee was like more of a developed character and we saw her interact and she was more of like a good person. So then it even, it made a little more sense there, but there's still people at the time who were shocked by this. And like, this is, um, they're like, the, I don't understand this and stuff like that. So, uh it feels like for with with Hagar I feel like there's one other character trait that is could be a problem is that she really enjoys her toys like yeah. you know playing with Shiro and making these little these big machines and I feel like her deference to Zarkon only goes insofar as he is able to supply her with 
the means to keep playing with stuff. Interesting. You know? Yeah. And he's so, the most powerful being in like the universe. So, right. you know, so it's kind of like power him. seeks power. Yeah. It's However, an she's yep. like also concerned with the state of security. Right. And he's like oh, blowing yeah. it off. Like, Oh, who cares? You know, just charge and, me up. Uh, and, so, and now she's like, well, okay, if you're not concerned about this, you know, how are we going to trust you to keep our means of production going on? So might have to jump ship. Yeah, interesting takes. Yeah, um, that that is true, and I think I think that'll be interesting to see how it pays out. Uh, but obviously, also May with the the thing, but the May at the yeah. Zuko element as well. So it's more. There's, I don't know if we have a Hagar love interest, but um, yeah. So either <laughs> one is not. either of them be, either of them becoming sympathetic, like uh, are either of them going to be some semblance of good guys in, at some point in the in the series? Hagar I think it's really or, hard. It's really hard. I think at this point to like do anything with Zarkon in that like. Even when we've had this moment where we know Zarkon and Alphor, Alphor, like we're friends, like Zarkon, they've they've done very little to make Zarkon a anything more than one dimensional. Like he is just very much the Ozai, like power hungry, and he's getting more power hungry. So unless we go to this kind of like hits rock bottom and then like kind of maybe has some development from there, it's really hard to imagine Zarkon doing anything like anything like that. Like he's very much just like the evil like like right, he, he might be more of a sozin than a yeah Ozai. exactly i think th- for me i think the most interesting thing they could possibly do with this potential plot is actually to have uh to have hagar become the main villain of the series and to have yes. Zarkon become some sort of sympathetic uh force um, I would similar to another netflix show that i won't name for spoilers okay yeah um it's i i think this would be like a big uh shift from the uh the, you know the original uh i mean we don't have justin here to fact check on this but uh the original uh voltron's mythology so that'd be interesting but i think this is like i don't know nothing they're doing with zarkon is super 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 engaging as a, as a main villain we'll see i it's interesting i i don't know if they'll address those the last three episodes um I'm, I'm i'm interested to see anyway um t- wrapping up episode nine overall uh delaney episode nine i just it was really interesting it was like gorgeous and then i don't know for me the character interactions between hunk and keith and like this mysterious gulrin who like you didn't see their face and like i don't know all of that also that stuff like really interests me like the very silent like all of the like everything between keith and the gulrin was interesting and it's just and we'll we'll talk more about episode 10 and like why i like episode nine like more but okay it was good good jeff visually awesome uh it was fun to watch these guys go through and, you know, ex- explore the internals. Um, but it was, I was more invested in the D plot on Zarkon's ship as usual in these episodes. Cause it was mm. a lot more interesting plot development there. I felt interesting. I'm usually not super into the, when we're checking in on Zarkon, but, um, I'd like Thrace to be more of a person anyway. Um, yes. yeah, nine visually interesting. Wasn't crazy about it. So let's talk about, uh, escape from, uh, beta Traz. Alcatraz. Alcatraz. Have to end in Z's. Like they have to have a Z in them. Yeah, why are we why are we have an Alcatraz rip off here? Ask like there has to be a Z. This is like seems like seemingly the easiest Thai security prison to break into of all time. Oh uh, yeah, definitely. 100%. <laughs> Wasn't also, that hard one for dude, like there's like robots <laughs> yeah, and yeah, there's then, like, like this there's awful like two warden. There's yeah, there's like one person <laughs> guarding this prison. Like this is worse. Anyway. Like, you have like the Galrin Hulk or no, he's Bane. It's like the Galrin Bane. Yeah. Yeah. Like, crazy. It's just um, ridiculous. So, more detailed thoughts on episode 10, Delaney. Okay, so my child, 
is doing things. I love my child. When Pidge does, I'm just yes. so happy. Pidge is the best. Um, I was really irritated because like it was so obvious early on that it was a pet, and I got so irritated about Laika and like, well, not like I mean, Laika was cute. It was fine. And going, yup, like that was so great. But like <laughs> Lance, like I was just so irritated. Like I knew like. Like when it happened, I was like, oh my God, we're going to do this whole, like it just went so long and I got so irritated. And then, um, and we'll talk about Slav more. Uh, I like Slav, but I also have issues with Slav because of some of the things like, I feel like they're playing some of the things that he says as jokes and it's irritating as someone with OCD that what he's doing is like, they're kind of playing it a little bit for laughs. Granted, it also makes sense. And he's a very, he's a very archetype character in that he had, you know, he sees, um, it's very much like, uh, in the third men in black, uh, the third men in black movie. I know a lot of, no, like no one's seen that movie, but like when you have this, like you can see alternate, you know, futures and like, you know, you basically go crazy cause you can like imagine everything. And like, that makes sense. So like, like it makes sense and I'm okay with it, but it's like, it was also, it's how they, it, I'll have to see how they play it from then on. Cause I was getting a little irritated about it. Cause also like a lot of my, um, compulsions have to do with superstitions and like they were doing that in, like I, just, some of it rubbed me the wrong way, but um, uh, I you know, we also finally get payoff on Pidge and Matt. Like, thank you. I mean, we're not. This isn't going to get resolved this season at all. But at least we had some movement on it. Yeah, so, I'm just, I, 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 I lost everything you said after the Men in Black Three reference. I was just too stunned that you pulled that out, <laughs> too. Well, it's very. I mean, it's 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 he's the same character as the admin as. The, I've seen that movie. I remember at literal zero from uh, anyway. No, like it's the whatever. Wait, no, nope. I remember the uh, like the uh, reason that the reason it happens. Like they have to get like they're at like the ballpark. Like it's the, the alien dude. Like it's yeah. literally slob. It's the same character. Yeah, no memory of that. I remember the pitbull song that plays in the credits. That's, that's <laughs> what I'm. Okay, anyway, um, Jeff. Uh, overall thoughts on episode ten. Um. Some interesting physics going on. Their their take on it. Um, this, yeah, like worst designed prison. I don't know. Also, <laughs> I I didn't. I, I was like, wait a minute. Keith is using his sonic gun in space. <laughs> like, come on, guys, you're so close. But I don't know. It's it. It was fun. It was fun to watch. Um, I I did enjoy the pitch. Uh, payoff slowly and uh and i did get i did i didn't enjoy like we see the warden's like, his shoulder arm things we see that the entire episode no idea what they are and then finally it was oh that's cool so yeah that, that payoff was good yeah um yeah I, I think as we've we were learning over the course of this podcast series that uh trying to analyze uh voltron for real science is not working <laughs> like no. this, is, this is not that's happening one. It's, it's yeah they, better i think it was better in episode eight than uh now but yeah i agree um yeah i i actually am more of a fan of this one than the average episode this season i was really not into it in the beginning because it didn't make any sense like what are we doing we didn't set this up and it was kind of slow um i also didn't really like nine so we're coming off of that but this episode got to me eventually i think we did really good st- the best stuff with lance that we've done this season um so good pitch stuff and i love slob my favorite minor character this season so let's get into him and that's my primary thing I want to talk about from this episode of Slav. So, uh, yeah, Slav, um, hard to pin down what they're doing with him. So we have this, like, is he really seeing alternate possibilities? Is he, um, is this like a superpower? Is this, uh, just that he's a genius and he can calculate the probabilities? Um, but I feel like that's contradicted by some things he says, uh, 
is is uh, a large part of this OCD and mental illness, or is it just, or is it supposed to be more of a superpower or some sort of um, uh, consequence of uh, like high intellect, or is it a combination of them? I think it's supposed to be a combination of a lot of these things. Um, Wait. I would, yeah, I think so. It, like, and I'm like, I'm fine with that aspect of it. It's just like how they play it in a few places is I'm not okay with. So depending on how we go from it, like going forward. Like, I might be more okay. Like, I like Slav. Like, I can relate to Slav a lot. Like, I'm like, I feel you, Slav. Me too. But it also, did, like, I just, I'm nervous about how we're going to move forward. There were a few spots in the episode where I was like, this isn't okay. Like, particularly the Shiro and Slav arguing in a few places. That was, like, very irritating to me. But, um, like, I think Slav, Slav's definitely interesting. And, like, definitely, like, most interesting, I think, side character we've, like, or, like, you know, random alien we've picked up, like, in the series. Right. Um, so th- I-, I think your points are, are valid on Slav and let's get, let's drill into that for a second. Um, more than a second. It's a good topic, but, uh, I think that the problem with Slav, um, from kind of the social progressive standpoint is that they're explicitly getting into some, um, exo, some ec- eccentricities that, um, would definitely fall within the OCD or some other type of mental illness range. And, um, like the 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 possibilities of the future thing is one thing you know that's who even knows what they're doing there but then but he's like uh stepping on the grate and uh over the puddle and stuff like that and And the blanket oh and the blanket especially that's the biggest one yeah like uh because that had no that had no like probability bearing i would say right Um, no it was just like that's he had to have it his way yeah and I think there's something to be said about um giving a character such a clear like uh there's something to be said about like OCD representation to a certain extent like Well, I mean it's great like there's I mean there's there's two things. There's like you know, and I can contrast this with the movie Split. So you have Have you this, seen Split? No, but like okay. the, everything about it is like that's why I'm not going to go see it. I didn't it. know also, I, 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 they, like that's that. not a movie that exists in our canon of uh <laughs> Of ignoring the the director, but yeah. <laughs> but okay. um, so you have like having representation and like dealing with it and talking about it, like in a in a like sh- like in a progressive and supportive and like positive way, you know. Like, I mean, obviously, like you know, at, like I am a, I am someone with OCD, and no, it's not fun, and it's not like it's not a good thing to have, but like you also have to like not stigmatize it. And also not make it a joke, like, oh, um, I like my things really neat. Like, that's being organized is not the same thing as having compulsions and being OCD. Granted, that can be a way it can uh, manifest. But there's like that, having like, you know, positive um, representation versus we're going to have a character who's OCD and make fun of them the whole time for having OCD. And I'm a little like, there were later, I'm a little concerned that we're going more the second route, but we'll have to see. Like, those are the, those are the two options we have. And like, I mean, we're definitely yep. not going to ignore it. There are very strong aspects, clearly, of Slav's personality and like who Slav is. And you know, there's just I'm just a little concerned. Like those are those are the worries. I definitely, yeah, I definitely feel that. Um, this is also so, something I have some form of, and um, it's Slav. I think I think this is such a Voltron portrayal of uh, of something yeah. progressive. Like, um, it's not clearly bad. Um, because Slav is like um, heroic at the end and seems it's like a real of person. Like, Pidge. like we don't know what's right. Going no, it's on. it's exactly like the Pidge it's stuff in season one. Um, like they they give enough that it's just not over overtly terrible or like ableist or whatever. Like Slav, I think it's like the, Slav. The purpose of this character is not to make fun of him. Like Slav does things and um, 
is uh, obviously very smart and seems to be a real person. That being said, we also kind of make fun of Slav, and it seems like we're supposed to see it through the lens of Shiro at various points. Um, so, and Slav's supposed to be like abnormal, and that's funny, and his compulsions are funny. So that's the bad part, right? Um, that being, and we're supposed and- to be irritated with Slav. Like, we're like the whole point of watching it is like you're supposed to be like Shiro, and you're like, oh my god, just walk. Like, come on. Like, you're like, yeah. you just need to yeah. leave, I and like that that's not of- okay. Yeah, I think that was the lens of it a few times. Yeah, um, I was not irritated by Slav. I was thoroughly entertained. No, by- I was like Slav's <laughs> yeah. like quality yeah. stuff. I was also, like Slav's uh- arms just amused me. I mean, uh, uh, Slav's uh, elaborate. Like Slav's character design, like he has like, I don't, like is it arms? I don't know. Like maybe like he's just like his character design is just. I love him. Like I want to like yeah. put him in my pocket and carry him around. Oh yeah, like weird slug guy. Yeah. Yeah, and like Pidge, I just want to carry them both around with me all the time. Where's the Slav plushie? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. Yeah, I forgot what I was gonna say, but uh, and and my favorite parts of um of Slav were the uh the the stuff they do with because I feel like our main complaints with the the OCD stuff is the uh blanket the compulsion stuff. I feel like there's this other side to Slav which complicates matters further, which is the um the really interesting kind of seeing the future, seeing the the different uh, many worlds interpretation uh, worlds types things, which is kind of this for me a super interesting take on kind of this um uh this like uh weird genius type figure like uh just terrified of things uh cuz uh, he can see different he knows uh, too much different realities like he knows too much and uh, yeah i really i think i my interpretation of this character is probably that he doesn't actually see different uh infinite realms like in the beginning he's like uh there's a 98 and 300 uh chance that uh, i'm going to die in a prison break so, like that's not necessarily seeing anything he's just trying to calculate the the right. or or he could have seen all of the ones and came up with that probability um but then uh he he talks about uh some uh, like learning to swim in this reality and he doesn't know which reality it is right um, yeah that's so- the one i feel like that's the that's the biggest hint that like maybe he really does he can really see like different realities. Yeah, I think that was supposed to be just um a sign that he's in his head too much. Like, right. That uh, also like that also could yeah. have just been like when he's having a panic attack and he's like, I don't know. Yeah, like he he just is losing track of uh, the current situation because he's thinking too much about the different possibilities, right? So I right. think that that, that I think that's I'd, I'd be surprised if this character like saw many worlds like, like that. That's I, not really what Voltron's approaching. I'm more interested in him being like a polymath. That's what I'm more interested in. Like him having some sort of like innate kind of like magical ability doesn't interest me as much as like having a polymath character or something like that like that'd be like you know another character like a character another character like pidge it's like like a pidge is like teach me things yeah um i loved uh slav's lucky range of terahertz um i thought that was really good <laughs> that's cute that's good stuff yeah i feel that um and uh the 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 swim in the reality i thought that was good um oh his the best i think the best lob thing was like where's your second robot arm like we would that was so good and it was like the probability of us like goes from like totally doomed to like highly unlikely yeah it's it would, it would go 300 percent from totally doomed to highly and like that's my well, that was maybe one of my favorite lines of the season um i really love that and i love like mocking shiro for his robot arm that's so good i'm i'm i like shiro but i'd love some more mocking of shiro <laughs> that's uh that's my space dad you gotta it's too serious um and then slava has his great moment with opening the the lock at the ends uh much like steven in in recent steven universe episodes. in the most but, serious look on his face when he did it yeah no clearly uh doing it on purpose and like with uh with purpose and with intent and stuff and so i really like that um 
Jeff, any takes on Slav not discussed? Well, I wondered. I wanted to give a, like a brief primer on the multiverse stuff because it's a <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's a see. concept that comes up quite a bit in, in fiction, but uh, it's useful to you know think about what what the, the physicists are actually thinking about because the writers have read about it. I'm sure. Um, so the there's like there's several different types of multiverse theory, and it seems uh, seems like um, Slav's interpretation is level three which is the many worlds interpretation of quantum mechanics um in contrast there's the most basic form which is level one where if you think of the universe as just being so huge the idea goes that uh, since it's infinite in size there is a pocket of space somewhere else that is identical to ours just it has to be because it's infinite and this guy estimates that if you that uh, there's a, a volume of space identical to ours about 10 to the 10 to the 115 meters away from us like really really far away but like and it's far enough away that it's actually because the universe is expanding this, uh, it's actually going away from us faster than the speed of light so there's no way we'll ever be able to meet it but it's out there that's that's multiverse level 1 where everything is in our universe level 3 is where we get into quantum mechanics, and if you ever heard of the double slit experiment, this is yeah. where you send an electron through a, a pair of slits, and it appears that it's interfering with itself. It's actually going through both, or a photon, rather. Uh, it's going through both slits and creating a wave-like pattern on the back plate, and it's interesting. And then when you actually observe it and look at which slot it's going to through, it stops interfering with itself, and just it goes through one or the other. Um, and so the idea goes that that where it's where it decided somehow to, to go through one slit or the other is a quantum observable event and at that point the universe the entire universe would fork and you'd have two different universes one where it went left and one where it went right um this does not mean that every decision comes out like to fork like for example in the community episode where you're tossing dice and it comes down in one of six different configurations resulting in six different universes um because the result of the role is entirely determined on the previous state, like who's tossing it and how they how it flips in the air. You can sort of backtrack and figure out how it'll land based on how it started. So it doesn't it's not truly random the way it lands, but if it were a quantum observable event, then yeah, that would create six different forks of the universe. So there you go. Yeah, yeah we'll see if we get into this type of stuff. It's very interesting. Um I recently played uh, the visual novel game uh, Steins Gate, which also has an anime adaptation. Gets into a lot of the stuff. Highly recommend for. I think I think you'd like it, Jeff. Actually, and a lot I of. Actually, uh... I, I watched the anime. Oh, cool! Yeah, um, the 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 game the game is on Steam now too. Um, but yeah, definitely get a lot of the stuff, and um, also Doctor Who gets in a lot of anyway. Uh, yep. Yep. <laughs> and like in the various comic books, like DC and Marvel have differing opinions on the multiverse. Yeah, and I don't think that we'll do this, but let's we'll yeah. we'll see we'll see if Voltron. I think I think it'd be an interesting direction to take is to just take off like from uh, like Voltron to start doing crazy things with world lines and stuff. I think that'd be cool, but um, we'll see. Well, so let's, what last thing with Slav is um like what's Slav's purpose? Why are we freeing Slav? <laughs> I think well, that's okay. There's also that real there's that really weird scene where like what's his face? What's his name? The the warden dude. He's like. 
I'm like we're like gonna like he says something like really like dramatic and cruel and he's like it looks like he's like sucking somebody's brains out right right and, so I'm like what and so like that was really confusing especially when like at first it was like oh there's two people and then it's like no no it's a dog like it's a pet it's an alien dog yeah we don't address that again I guess he's trying to like take the slavs intelligence <laughs> is that or what's like happening his here? ideas like yeah. that kind of, like you know like thoughts i don't know like or maybe like or if slav can actually see different futures and like alternate realities then they could use that information to say predict what the what the paladins are going to do or pre- maybe that's why they've stayed in power for so long because they can like predict like they know what's going they know like every possibility that Oh, so if Slav actually can see different world lines um yeah, they they, they have like it's like the ultimate power like yeah. they 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 can see anything coming. Yeah, using world lines in in honor of Steins Gate. But yeah, refer- they can see the uh the the, the, the yeah, that'd be interesting. Um pro- seems I hope like that he's more I don't know. It, it seems like he could be more of a like a an engineer type thing. Well, kind of like weapons. I also got that vibe. Um, yeah, I definitely think that I felt like this is uh, another Rogue One reference. Slav is like the Genurso's dad. I feel like right. um, the, 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 we could be doing that. He's like an our... Oppenheimer. Like it's like, oh, we can use you to make yeah. like you know, you know, terrifying weapons for like the Galran Empire. Yeah, but it doesn't seem like Slav's like actually built. I mean, I guess they did. They actually, <laughs> J.K. They did the Genurso's dad thing in Episode Four, like literally. So, um, yeah. but they subverted that, I guess. But. Uh, yeah, but it doesn't seem like Slav's actually building anything. It's more just like we're. I guess Slav would be completely uncooperative, so we just have to like force the the smarts out of him, maybe. Right. Yeah. Anyway, well, hopefully we'll see this character next episode, and we can continue the discussion on Slav. We have not yet talked about Laika, the pet yupper. <laughs> um, so cute. Get, who you got? Do you want Laika or uh, who's Boomy's uh, uh, pet? Uh, what whatsoever in uh, the. Not Boomju, but like the oh my god, why can't I remember its name? Yeah. Fluffy or something, it. right? It's, it's Flops. Uh, floppy. Flop, flop, flopsies, yeah, yeah, flopsy. yeah, yeah, yeah. Flopsy. Who you got? Uh, Laika or Flopsy? Flopsy. I mean, I think Laika's cuter, and the fact that it goes yup is adorable. Yeah, this, this is. I, I think this is their best plot line this season. Okay, let me defend that. The stupid <laughs> yupper dogs. This is an interesting villain opinion. I feel yeah, like this you need is to... like the Horcrux. No, no, no. This is the, this. I actually have good analysis for this. This is the best possible thing to do with the Lance character. This is so perfect for Lance's uh, like uh, n- n- uh, narcissism is to have. Um, just to make this gar- this uh, thing that Lance is like, oh yeah, and uh, Lance just only ever thinks to ask it yes questions because Lance is like leading the conversation, and this is like this is like bringing Lance down the peg in like the most uh like the most entertaining way, um and like it's not even like and I like love Lance and this isn't even like mean to Lance like this plot line it's like pretty fun, um but this wouldn't have worked on anyone except Lance. Lance is the only one who's like so it's not just stupid but like so self interested enough that they. They just never like, realize he, this yeah, because Lance just so wants to be talking the entire time. Yeah. And hopefully like they do something with this and Lance realizing that, but this only works because Lance is so self-involved that he's just the one leading the conversation and just asking yes questions the entire time and having like this yes man. So the extent 
that they doesn't <laughs> doesn't realize that it's not actually talking with him. Like I, I really love this with the Lance character. Like Lance for me, Lance um before this episode, this season had nothing. Like I really think they didn't do anything with Lance interesting. Like Lance reverted to this uh hey ladies like type character. Like I was much uh, Lance was my favorite last season and quickly did not become my favorite this season just because they haven't really done anything with him. But I think this episode is really good for Lance. We had this uh yupper plot and we also had this um this one of the best scenes I think of the season of Lance is like, I don't, I don't have a thing. Like everyone else is a thing. I don't have a thing. Mm. And I don't, I don't like, I don't know why sharpshooting needs to be his thing, but at least it was something, I guess. Like I think that was a really great moment for Lance. The upper plot line is really great for Lance. Very, very good Lance episode. I well, I really enjoyed I also how like the, um, at, at some point, like when, when it's appropriate for the upper to, uh, be sad and 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 remorseful, or whatever. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So was really the, good. The voice yeah. acting on the upper, yeah. But um, like the what I think is like what's really interesting about the upper is like I'm you know we make Korra and Avatar references constantly, and like we we have to you know we gotta and you know this this is also a very art thing. This this ha- this is a plot that happens all the time. You know you have like a character and they're talking to an inanimate inanimate object or very often an animal that doesn't speak. Like, you know, Zuko is talking to the, like, the frog, except it's not really a frog. Nothing's just a frog in Avatar unless it's, like, a bear. Unless it's Bosco. But, you know, we had that, you know, that's very, t- you know, we have that in, like, all the time. Like, you have a character talking to an animal and, like, oh, why aren't you talking to me? But this is, like, so much better. Like, it says, yup. Like, this is just, like, the perfect... I feel like we've been heading this way for so long with like this plot line of having someone talk to an animal. We can get to the point where we have an animal that goes, yup. Yeah, it's a really <laughs> interesting take on this trope. Yeah, I agree. Like, yeah. it's so cute. And like, again, like with Jeff, like, yup. Like, all the different ways it said yup was just so amusing. And like, of course, and, like, you know, Lance is like one, not really paying attention. He's just so full of himself. And he's like, yeah, I rescued you. But then, and also, like, of course you're agreeing with me. You're a genius. And I'm also a genius. <laughs> And then, like, and then the fact that it, like, changes its yups, like, it's just, like, and, like, obviously Lance fell for that, because, like, he's dumb, but it's so great. Like, it was amazing. Yeah. Um, I, I think yep. this plot, I, yep, yep. <laughs> I think yep. this plot plays out. Yep. Yeah, if we, we need to get the soundboard going to add that there, and then yes. we say that after everything, yeah. Uh, that would be the, the new Just for that one. one. That yeah, and, just, like, just... Wubba Lubba Dub Dub. Yeah, yeah, we we had that one. Yeah, um, and I, uh, yeah, I just I think this they this is like a really well done complete plot, and they've kind of struggled with like plots going from start to finish. And um, yeah, kudos to uh, writer Mitch Iverson, writing assistant who wrote this episode. Um, and uh, the the team on that. Um, we also I think it's also this is also a very good Pidge episode. Now here's my take on Pidge this my season. Child. I think Pidge is the most improved character. Of yes. uh of the season, um, along Def with Def Keith. Def, 100%. Um, basically, I think Pidge and Keith this season have been. Um, I promised this earlier. This talk, Pidge and Keith have uh really improved. Um, I think Shiro's stayed neutral. Um, he was good last season. He's good this season. Um, although mostly uninteresting to me, but good. Uh, I think Hunk and Lance have um reverted, and uh, they haven't had really much to do and not much interesting content. Um, and Allura has been terrible. Their use of Allura has been awful. Um, I think next episode will be an Allura episode, but we'll see. Uh, but they've done nothing with Allura. So, um, it's kind of 50 50 on their characters, but they definitely realized that the two things, biggest character things they needed to do going into the season were one, uh, make Keith a person. Okay. Uh, we did that, except he's half alien, not half person, but, um, <laughs> two is, 
wow, this Pidge stuff with her family is super annoying. Let's not do that all the time with Pidge anymore. Like, that's the biggest Let's thing. Let's make Pidge buy an 80s video game yeah, and be the, adorable. Last Pidge has two aspects. Pidge has... Uh, uh, well, loves they're, robots. They're, loves robots and technology and, uh, wants to find her family. And, um, loves robots is way more interesting <laughs> than the wants to find family. And they completely reversed the balance this season. So now Pidge, Pidge loves technology is the, is her main attribute. And this family thing didn't come up. They, they, she had one line earlier asking, uh, the guy, like, could you find my family? But it wasn't really in like a brooding way like it was last season. And, um, there's just like casual. Every it time was just casual. And, 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 I gotta yeah. look it up. Right. And here it's again casual and this is the biggest use, but it's, it's not unsympathetic. And it's, it's really not fair to, to, um, last season think that Pidge's, um, obsession with finding her family in like a gruff way was unsympathetic. Like she's allowed, obviously, and it's understandable, but it was, I feel like unsympathetic. Like I I loved Pidge, but I just didn't care that she just kept talking about well, this and I mean, so- it's they've played it off and they've played it it's the same thing with how they've played allure all season like that's the way they're playing it and it's just like why are you doing it this way yeah um so i was very happy to see that they reversed course here like they they obviously had some self-awareness big i don't think they had i don't think they had feedback but i don't think season one had aired before they wrote this this but, is just really um, funny to me because like jeff i think jeff can back me up on this i don't remember like I mean, it was at least two podcasts ago. I literally said, Keith and Pidge, like, standouts mm. this season. No, they're yeah. clearly most improved. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's in, uh, Pidge, this is a good Pidge episode. We see Pidge being a prime hacker here, um, which is, which is good. It's kind of annoying. Also, just... literally, okay. Pidge literally in this episode says, I'm in, and like, I need that to become <laughs> the new in, meme. Yeah. Like, it's not just hacker voice. It's Pidge, it's Pidge. I'm in. Like, I need it. Like, I'm the in, internet yeah. needs to do this for me. Like, please. Yeah, they, I don't think I don't think pitch hacking really uh, uh, goes beyond the tropey. Uh, com- I, I'm I'll be the central location and guide you through the thing. But um, Pidge actually beat up a robot, which pleased me. Yeah, during all of it, it was good. Yeah, I agree. And like, um, also the cute little like like <laughs> Pidge nudged the robot and was like, uh, uh, like because P- yes, yes, I love, I love that. Yeah, um, stick so- around, nudge, nudge. So yeah. Good. That is good. And um, Pidge uh, finding finds her brother taken by a group of rebels. Thoughts? They look kind of familiar to me, but I don't know why. They look like the pirates, right? Like, I don't know. Pirates? Is they this look uh, like they 109? Looked, I don't know. They looked like the weird disguises that they wore in the mall. I don't know. Oh, okay. Oh, I got I got you from the the space mall costumes. Yeah, yeah. interesting. They just kind of look like that to me. But not I also the, not the water bending scroll pirates. No, uh, not the water bending scroll pirates. I want I want the water bending scroll pirates. Anyway, um, yeah, we'll see. We don't really know of any rebels, so you just we can't shout. really. Um, I mean, I I've called Commander Thrace this season, Zhao. So, um, I mean, so that's accurate. Except, except he's good. Like, he has a good yeah. Zhao, and he's he's much less interesting than Zhao. I mean, there's no Zhao. There's no character this in this entire show is as interesting as Zhao. Uh, yes. Fact, TM Dylan. Okay. Um, the other the last thing I want to talk about with Pidge is Pidge's look at the end with Shiro. Um, I don't even remember the context. Shiro says like something good about happy that Pidge found the fit. Like we'll get them back or something like right. that. I don't know. And then Pidge just like beams at Shiro. Um, cute. It was super cute, but I'm like, okay, this is interesting. Like, is is she first of all is Shiro Pidge's fave? I mean, I feel like that's like a hundred percent, and I yeah. like, and like, I think it's more like be my dad, Shiro. 
So yeah, the, the Pidge is uh, the uh, the Pidge reveal of the gender last season was to Cheryl, I think. Um, yes. So this is we haven't really had that dynamic too much, but that is that was one of our Which, good relationships from season one. Yeah. yeah, that was a really great dynamic that they had, like in the season. Um, yeah, uh, shipping it. No, it's not. No, no, <laughs> yes, no, yes, no, yes. No. It, no, the age. It's not okay. Yeah. Well, Shiro okay. Is her do we dad. don't know? Do we don't know how old Pidge is? Do we? Fourteen. Yeah. No. All the episodes. All the ages were confirmed. Like at Comic Con. Oh, bro. Whatever. Where yeah, were you? Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, she was like twenty. Whatever. And yeah, then, it's not okay. Eh, grumble, grumble. Um. Yeah. No, I don't want to ship it either. But I, I thought that was really cute. Like, Pit, um, like it's it's Shiro is Pidge's dad. Yeah. The, these two. Uh, this this episode was my two faves. Um. Shiro and Lance, or not? No, not Shiro. Uh, Pigeon Lance interacting, and whenever Pigeon Lance interact, I, I'm always like, um, I love the this. I love these two interacting. I'm like, um, I the just conflict. want to like, I just want to see more of them. It's like friendly, like, uh, like conflict, and they're just. I love their personalities, and um, no, and then like, do I ship it? Uh, no, but I, 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 I want to see more of the the Lance and the Pidge. That's that's my fave from this. The closest thing I come to shipping anything is like Shiro and Alora, and I don't even like really ship it. No, like, don't even get into that. Oh, don't even. Well, <laughs> I think we'll see some of that in these last three, but uh, like I don't even really ship it. It's just like if I had if I had to like pick a ship, and if I had to like go down with the ship, like and yeah, I would even I I wouldn't even go down with it. I'd like have to get off the boat, and like I'm just gonna drown away from it. Yeah, I'd like to right. go. Very, I'd like come out. I'd come out as very anti Shiro and Alora and Keith and Alora. Very very anti both. Keith and Alora is gonna. <laughs> happen i'm anti uh, everyone in Alora, basically like the, i think i think that's the fandom shipping wars right now is the the yes. shiro and i just hate both of them I'm like stop this like, and Alora. like this one okay shiro and Alora at least has cute fan art but like yeah that's the thing everyone shipped coming in but just don't do why would we do either of these they're such bad ideas like oh like also just like Alora, like Alora don't need no man. Like no. yes, why would you reduce Alora to the, like? Okay, like this like, makes no. uh, this is just it's so bad. No um, one is good enough for Alora. Like period. Like maybe Pidge, but like, like, exactly maybe Pidge. But even <laughs> then, like the, no, I don't ship it. I just want Pidge to be like, like I'm your older sister, Pidge. Like yeah, no, we haven't seen any of their interactions. We had like the, that was the, so good. Like the literal like thirty seconds in season one. Yeah, like, the I thirty seconds of them we got. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah okay so we'll table we'll see if we get any uh like come on we had a lure in like the stupid mice so we can't have a lure in pidge like it's so irritating yeah. we'll table the shipping discussion for the last two podcasts um yeah i'm very anti both of those ships and i'm just, just if ships. that's if that's what this fandom is i'm out like no i'm not interested anyway um the, quickly we ran away i was like okay we'll be done in 40 minutes nope uh this uh this fight with the warden um on these like whatever Dang. juices and his things on his neck i thought that was really cool visually yeah we talked about mm. that um, Jeff, any notes on this fight? Uh, not really. Cool, cool stuff. Yeah, it was, it was cool stuff. Yeah, we haven't gotten many like uh, explicit like one-on-one fight type things. I feel like in, yeah. in a while. No, so. it's like this was like the. Well, I mean, this is probably like it was a boss fight, but it wasn't like boss fight. Like all the like the robo. It, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't a robeast. Yeah, I hate yeah. that word. Anyway, robeast. Yeah, Ugh, um, and then robeast. Yeah. I've noticed, like, this is, like, the epitome of it. This is so funny to me, and I just love this, like, I don't, I mean, I don't, I wouldn't say it's um, a trope, but, like, the fighting where, like, they just throw everybody into each other, they do this all the time, and it cracks me up. Like, it's so funny. <laughs> like, they have to the toss, like, each other. they, like, threw, like, had, like, um, the warden had, like, Pidge and Lance in his hands, and then he, like, tossed both of them into Shiro, like, it was, like, it was, like, everyone just got tossed into each other, it was my favorite. 
effective strategy. I like it. It just, they do it, they've done it, like, almost every fight where it's just, like, been the paladins, like, this keeps, like, they did it when Ulos was on the ship, like, it just amuses me, like, they just get slammed into each other constantly, and it's hilarious. Yeah, good stuff. Their animation was uh, a bit off, like, when he has them in his hands and look at it now, it, it looks like he's, he'd have to be, like, 50 feet tall. Yeah, that's the way fair. Drawn so small. Also, but, the hanger, like they, it's they kind of like make the hanger bigger than like it looks like initially. Hmm. I think that might be that also might kind of be what you're talking about too. Shrug. Okay. Last thing. Last thing quickly is, um, uh, Jeff, why are the druids shooting uh, whatever uh, Zarkon? These well, he's trying to contact a lion. Repeat. Is that what this is? This is yeah. uh, the. Okay. This is just the con. It's just the same thing, but like they don't talk. It's this just time. the same thing from before. Okay. Um. And and then at the end, uh, Zarkon's armor is not ready. The subjects keep dying. I think says uh, says Hagar. Hey, gonna make him a row beast. Yeah. It's yeah. What? Yeah. What are we doing there? Speculation. Well, okay. So I actually picked up on this. Um. If you look, then the opening credits are identical between this season and last season. And the one of the mm-hmm. like the second to last scene in those opening credits is Voltron slicing through three row beasts. And they are the three that we've seen. The two last season and one this season. Which seems to indicate to me that we're not going to get any more this season. Interesting. Which um, is corroborated by you know all our prepping and stuff. And Zarkon's being like, okay, enough of this funny business. I'm making it myself. Or I'm going to do it myself. So, looking forward to it. Going to be cool. But obviously he doesn't want to like lose his soul like all the other ones did. So, they have to refine their technique a little bit. I'm kind yeah. of worried. What if it's like a dark Voltron and then I'm going to have vicious flashbacks uh-huh. to the Korra book two finale. Dark uh, Voltron. Yeah. Not a good idea. No. We, we've, we've done that. that road. Let's yeah, no, do it's that. bad. <laughs> yeah. It not, was in so many fanfics. Like, you know, yeah. it's bad. Yeah. No veto veto. Um, unless, unless we can bring Unalak in then, then yeah. or not, uh, not Unalak. Um, Vatu. Unless we can bring Vatu. No, no, right. Unless we can bring Vatu in. Well, Vatu's we'll already play. in because, like, we have like the Vatu drop the base laser beams. <laughs> oh yeah, that was, okay. So the uh, the whale is Vatu. Okay, there you go. All yeah, this very all, last. All of the lasers are Vatu. All of them. At an all time, yeah, Jeff. This very last scene <clears throat> exchange between um Hagar and and Zarkon, like her whole demeanor is like someone exasperated with like a teenager. Like yes. fine. Have your toys. Mm, yeah, interesting. Don't worry about security. We'll deal with it. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see if this pays off. I'm, 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 I want this Hagar main villain thing. I want. I'm about villain. it. Like now that you brought it up, I'm like, yeah. Also, it'd make it way more interesting because, like, I'm really not scared of Zarkon. Like, I'm like, you're just like this giant purple baby who wants your like toy lion back, and I'm really tired of you. Uh huh. She, she, yeah, she, <laughs> he, he's just so raw, and she's really not. Like, I'm actually low-key terrified of Hagar, because, like, I'm well, like... you're you throwing know, like, shade, Delaney. Come on. Like, jeez. Like, I think I think this is the uh, Azula-Ozai um, dynamic a little yes, bit. Yes, definitely. You know? mm-hmm. like, like, Hagar seems more unhinged a little bit. She's yeah, not as scary as Azula, but, like... Uh, yeah. I mean... We're I mean, she's as insane as Azula was. That's fair. It's not. Yeah, it's not clear. I don't know. We've we've seen so little of her. There's also like. the fact that like Azula was like a 14 year old girl, and that like made it yeah. even scarier. And so. Hagar presumably is like 500, right? And so, like she know. just looks. She she's more like you know Jeff and I like Jeff's mentioned a lot. She's just like Hama, like mm-hmm. yeah. Ha, yes, Hama. Yeah, yeah. Good, good comparison. Anyway, okay. Uh, that's uh, overall. Yeah, we know we talked about. It. Okay, last yeah, last thing, Delaney, is that uh, you weren't here for um for Keith being uh, the Keith Learn reveal. So, or the Keith, uh, whatever reveal, right? The alien. Yes. So apparently you called that. So yeah, 
Hey, time. Yeah. I will say all Tumblr called that long before I did, but what what else? Okay, next up, we'll be back uh, for staying alive and best laid plans. Um, the titles very, of the season are awful. Very generic titles, yeah. Um, Escape from Beta Traz. Anyway, there's a li- comments on um what you thought of this. Uh, check us out overlyanimated.com to uh, keep up with our Voltron coverage. We're getting to the finale very soon. Going to be very exciting. And consider supporting us on patreon.com slash overlyanimated. Thank you very much to all of our patrons, especially our pa- patron of the podcast today, Davon, aka Diamond Day. Thank you very much, Davon, for your continued support. Um, yeah, no, this one's super long. So <laughs> good, good job, us. And, Do we need uh, to have a hashtag? Like, if you got through it. Yeah, hashtag... Um, uh something Rapid with... saw, obviously no 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 it's, it's something interesting that we discussed like um uh no you sh- everyone should message me if you un- like if you understood my men in black through reference yeah literal z- uh, that one i'm confident of zero references uh um, no somebody people message me and they get my references dylan like it's th- this thing. is this is way more obscure than um than normal anyway. i'm gonna get at least one message like i promise um We'll we will see. We'll see. I want to so we'll see uh what happens next time with uh with Hagar's, uh the Zarkon armor, um Slav, a lot of stuff um hanging in the balance here. So Hashtag uh, Yep Yep. Yes. Y- yep, 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 yep. There you go. And uh gotta get that on soundboard. Thank you guys for listening and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.